Boom. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 26 of the Vitality Unleashed podcast. We are your hosts, Dylan and Lauren, and today we are going to be discussing for this Mindset Monday, food relationships. Yes, this is definitely something very, very prominent. A lot of my clients are always asking me, you know, how can I better improve my relationship with food? And this is also one of the hardest things for women specifically to really get down when it comes to fitness, because let's be real, in this day and age, everybody grows up in a dieting mindset. Like it's it's crazy how many people have gone through these crazy restrictive diets and just the information that's out there is so fucking wrong so we want to dive into some of that yeah and figuring out what your relationship with food is because you may not even be exactly aware i can hear you so it might be your mic or your headphones now it's fucked up um but if there is uh like first you need to figure out exactly what your relationship with food is because a lot of people are not aware that's mine a lot of people are not aware of um what the relationship with food is. They may be like, why do I keep just like binge eating? No, I can't hear. Sorry, guys. Technical difficulties. Lauren's signature. We got to keep it consistent. All right. I can hear now. Can you hear? Yes, I'm good. Okay, great. So we want to get into the different types of bad relationships with food. Some of the most common ones that we see. So first one is the girl who fasts until 1 p.m. because she is not hungry. And while that might not that might actually be true. She's not hungry. This is happening because right. of the way she has treated her body. I don't want to put sex on this. I know plenty of guys. I've worked with plenty of men who have struggled with the same thing, but it's definitely predominantly women. Yeah, and exactly. It's because you have in the past, you know, tried fasting because it's, you know, people think that if they fast, they're going to lose more weight. And while this mm-hmm. is not true at all, this does put your body into the habit of actually not being hungry in the morning. And Let's be real. I'm not hungry in the morning, but I force myself to eat because I know how important it is. Yeah. And you're eating like 3,500 calories. (laughs) It's a a little different while you're not hungry in the morning. I promise if you were eating 1,200 calories, like a lot of these people are, you would definitely be hungry in the morning. But it is just that poor dieting history. Not being hungry in the morning isn't something that just like magically happens it's something that you have forced your body to adapt to and to get used to and now you cannot eat an adequate amount of nutrition uh because of what you've done to your body exactly it's so crazy how it works when you constantly train your body oh you're not going to eat in the morning you're not going to eat in the morning this is not only super bad for your health It depends how long you're doing it for, but it's also going to lead to that binging at night, which really puts you into that restrict binge, restrict binge pattern. Yeah. And if you suffer from this, you see food as the enemy. So you're like, this food is going to make me fat. And then it's the same thing. Then you end up binge eating and then you're like, the food is so evil. Why do I eat that food? This food's so bad for me. And it makes you feel like shit because you just binged. Now you're bloated. It's like, so food is the enemy in this mindset. Yeah, exactly. So have you ever struggled with this personally? Um, I mean, I did intermittent fasting, but I didn't like struggle with um, binging or restricting or any of that. Yeah, I wouldn't say I was like technically trying to fast, but I definitely used to be a person that would try to hold as many calories as possible for the nighttime. So I would try to eat like super light during the day and try to save like fucking 2000 calories for my last meal because I thought I was just so hungry at night and while i was so hungry at night it was because i was not eating throughout the day which just led to binging at night so 
fuel your body properly throughout the day, and you're not going to have nearly as many urges to binge at night. Absolutely. The next food relationship you could have is the mindless eater. You have no self-control. And typically with this person, they grew up in a household where snacks were readily available and they could just eat, 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 eat whenever they want. Oh, do you want a Pop-Tart or you want some fucking chips or you want, you know, some Jolly Ranchers? There's a nice container of Jolly Ranchers for you right there. Whatever it is, you always have something to be eating. You always have something to be snacking on. And that's just what you do to fill up time when you're bored. That's just like, you know, it's just a part of what you do in your day since you were a kid. And like we always like to say, genetics are not why you're fucking fat. It is because your lifestyle growing up, what your parents instilled in you. And this is the perfect example of that. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy to see. I remember growing up, like I wouldn't, my house was definitely not one that just constantly had junk everywhere, but I definitely had a few friends that I'd love going over there because there was just always so many good treats, pop tarts, like all that kind of shit that we just like genuinely did not have in our house. And obviously at the time I was like, oh, why won't my mom buy me the normal kid stuff? But like now I appreciate it. Yeah. So yeah, my family was the next level when it came to that. My uh, twin sister would cry because her friends didn't want to come over to our house because we didn't have any snacks. Yeah, exactly. At the time I was always so pissed. Like, oh, why can't I just eat what all the other kids are eating? Because yeah, that is what is technically normal, but I appreciate it. Yeah, so you were just, you had never had limits put on you if you suffer from this. And so in turn, you still don't have limits growing up. And you're just like, okay, I'm always going to eat. And it's this quick dopamine fix that you're always getting. So you're bored. Or even if like, even if you're just feeling like a little bit down or whatever, you're just like, the first thing you do is grab some food. The first thing you do is eat it because that's always what's kept like that dopamine going in your brain. It's always the thing that's kept you up. Yeah, exactly. So how would you recommend someone go about kind of gaining this better portion control when this is just a habit that has been instilled in them for so long get the fucking snacks out of the house that's it that is it just get the snacks out and then guess what you can't snack anymore it is that simple lauren and i can't snack even if we wanted to because we have nothing here facts yeah that's that's literally the best way to go about it idiot if you don't want yourself eating a specific food why the fuck are you buying it at the grocery store yeah it's the craziest shit like we've like sometimes we'll have clients who would be like hey you know oh i cheated on my diet because i ate a sleeve of oreos and i'm like why do you have a sleeve of oreos like that's my first question i'm like oh well i bought it at the store just in case Just Just in in case case of what? Like you wanted to go eat a sleeve of Oreos? Yeah, exactly. You're literally setting yourself up for failure. And another great thing that you can do here, do not go to the grocery store hungry. Oh Mm. my God. I remember I'd go to the grocery store and like when I'm super hungry and prep or something, it's so much harder. Like your cravings are so bad. And of course you're walking down the aisles. Like there's so much food that you're going to want. You're going to be so much more tempted. Whereas you had a nice satiating big meal before going to the grocery store it really is going to make a huge difference because then your genuine hunger is not going to be getting in the way there it's just you're actually going to be using logic exactly exactly guys so it's like if you a lot of people go grocery store shopping in the morning eat a big ass breakfast probably with a solid amount of fat in it so it's going to keep you full for a long time while you're grocery shopping 100 percent, yes and the next one and probably the most common one that i know a lot of my clients do struggle with emotional eating you use food as kind of a coping mechanism this is probably something that you did develop you know growing up this is maybe what your parents did you know Mm -hmm. 
oh, you're going through a breakup. Let's get you this giant yeah. tub of ice cream. Like, this is shit Every that your event. parents probably did to you growing up. Oh, we need to celebrate. So we need mm-hmm. to eat like shit. This is probably something you developed when you were growing up. So this is how, you know, emotional eating does become very, very easy to resort to. Yes. Every single thing that's involved with any emotion at all, your parents are always like, oh, food, let's get food. And that's what also makes it so easy to, you know, see food as a reward or a punishment when that's not what it is at all. Exactly. Food is fuel, guys. And we'll get into that when we talk about fixing your relationship with food. But yeah, you see food as this thing where it's like, oh, like, of course, you, oh, Dylan, you did so good at your basketball game. You were the MVP of the game. Let's go get you a chocolate cake. Yeah. Whatever it may be, like shit like that. Like you don't see it as an issue when it's going on. But once you look back, you're like, holy shit. It's the same thing where even when you're a baby, when you're a baby, like a little kid, like a toddler, it's like, oh my God, your parents are like, he's like crying right now. He's being so annoying. Oh, Dylan, Dylan's crying. Give him a lollipop. Give him a lollipop. That would make him quiet. Yeah, like that. Exactly. And it gets instilled in you from that early on. It is your parents' fault. Exactly. Using that junk food as a reward to reward you for something or when you're sad, oh, your boyfriend broke up with you, you need to go get all this ice cream or it also goes, you know, in the opposite as well when vegetables, fruits, eating healthier also used as a punishment a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Same thing with exercise, always used as a punishment growing up. So that really does instill a lot of bad, bad just ideas about food in your head. Exactly, exactly. So, guys, again, you're not fat because of your genetics. You're fat because your parents. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the habits that, you know, you develop growing up, a lot of people see, you know, overweight parents with overweight kids, and they're like, oh, that sucks. Like, their genetics, they just have to be fat. But then if you were to go and just dive in, go look at a day in their life, you'd quickly be like, oh, well, their habits are probably leading to this. Oh, yeah. I have, I like, obviously, like, I'm sure we've all had some chunky friends before, and I'd go over to their house, and their parents would be like, Oh, what are we eating for dinner? Oh, we're having this fucking chili with five cheeses in it and a ton of, like, sour cream and cream cheese and all this shit. And then I'm like, Okay, well, this is exactly why. While at my house, you're having, like, you know, talking nice, clean, like, taco salads and shit. That's the difference. Yeah, 100%. Habits matter so fucking much. And, Using food as a reward and punishment is just such a bad idea. But Mm -hmm. to go about fixing this, there is a few steps that I would recommend. Number one, tracking your food. This might seem weird. A lot of people say the opposite, but I we are both huge, huge, huge believers that tracking your food is one of the best ways to gain a healthier relationship with food. Yeah, absolutely. The issue comes about when people are like tracking foods bad. It's because they didn't track food correctly because what they did was they had a poor relationship with food, a restrictive. This is always a restrictive person. You're yeah, never going to have always. some, you're never going to have an overeater say tracking foods bad. The restriction person restricts their calories when they're trying to track. What you need to do is look up what a healthy amount of calories is for someone of your size, your activity level. Because if like you don't have any specific fitness goals right now, anything like that, like you really just want to improve your relationship with food, 
Don't pay attention to what your calorie number is too much or what your current maintenance calories are. Just get you just start eating a healthy amount of food. Start fueling your body properly. Use Google. Set your calories to that. Set your protein to one gram of protein per pound of body weight, and you're golden. Exactly. The people that are saying, "Oh, oh my God, food really tracking my food really helps made me establish such an unhealthy relationship with food." Bullshit. I'm like. Girl, you were making yourself eat 900 calories a day. Like, of course it was. I promise if you're setting these numbers at an actual healthy, realistic base, it's going to be a lot more food than you think. I know me personally, like when I had a really, really bad relationship with food, I would like try to convince myself that intuitive eating was the answer. But then when I was intuitive eating, I was purposely under eating because I quote unquote didn't know I was just eating like no, deep down, if you have restricted behaviors, if you're intuitive eating, you're still going to be trying yeah. to be restrictive and you're going to feel so guilty about the carbs and all that shit that you're eating when realistically you need it. And having those numbers there, proving to yourself that you need to eat these numbers, that you can maintain your weight or whatever it may be, eating this amount of food, like it helps so much. Yeah, intuitive eating, listening to your body is the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard. Because first of all, our entire world, all the governments, all ad agencies are trying to encourage people to buy unhealthy shit, try to eat more food, try to go out to eat because that's how they make money. This is not, you know, this is not, we're not Indians and hunters anymore. We are fucking fatties who people are always trying to get eat to eat more food. So listen to your body, seeing when all you're seeing are ads on the TV about unhealthy food, listening to your body, it's not going to work. And on top exactly. of that, you have a poor relationship with food. So how do you expect listening to your poor relationship with food, listening to your body is going to actually help it? Like that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, exactly. Listening to your body, you know, it can work if you're in a super good place with food, your calories are in a great place and you're like, okay, I have such a good idea of exactly what I need right now. Like it'll be fine. But if you're a chronic under eater or a chronic overeater, it is not a good idea, especially yes, with how much processed food we have here, this food is not going to satiate you. You could eat a whole box of Lucky Charms and you're like, well, I'm still hungry. Of course you are because it's just sugar. Yeah, added sugars are addictive and super fast digesting. They go right through you. So it's not going to work well for you overall. Please, please, please do not think that just listening to your body is going to help you overcome your bad relationship with food. Yes, so track your calories, but make sure that you are not restrictively tracking your calories, that you actually have a good set number that is healthy for your body, healthy for your goals. Google, guys, Google. Yeah, another way you can go about this or another thing that you should have in place is having a support system. It's gonna be super hard to do it on your own. Yeah, absolutely. Having a support system, this can be friends, family, or a coach. But someone who is there to make sure you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, because let's be real, this is something, this is a conversation I have had with a lot of girls that have come to us where we do do meal plans and a flexible dieting approach. And I'll ask them straight up. I'll be like, hey, like you have an issue with overtraining, under eating. Like if we give you the flexible dieting approach where you have the choice of what you eat, are you legit going to actually hit your calories every day? Genuinely, do you actually think you are? And that's just what I ask them because that's the truth. And some of them are like, no, like I wouldn't do that. 
And I'm like, okay, well then we need the meal plan approach. So if you are going to have to track your calories yourself, do all that because you didn't hire a coach who's giving you a meal plan to follow, then you really do need people who are making sure you actually are eating the food you're supposed to be eating. You need some sort of support system with that. And the great thing is on apps like MyFitnessPal, you can friend people, you can friend your mom, you can friend your dad, you can friend your friends, and they can make sure you're eating a healthy amount of food every single day. You can hold each other accountable. Yeah, exactly. That's why people who really have eating disorders have super super disordered eating they have to go to facilities because these people have to fucking force food like they have to make sure that they're eating and i know a lot of you know moms they'll start to notice maybe their daughter isn't eating enough so you start to you know put a closer eye on it and these people like they will try to secretly not eat this food act like they're eating way more than they are it's super common that a lot of girls on instagram will even like be posting all the food that they're quote unquote eating but they're just trying to make it look like that oh yeah absolutely and hey i'll tell you like uh i went this i think i might have been with lauren uh at one of these we went back to Ohio to see my mom and my little sister for Christmas a few years back two years ago and my little sister my mom's like yeah she hasn't been eating as much and then like we go to eat dinner or whatever and she eats like two carrots and she's like I'm full and I literally said there I'm like fuck off finish your food I'm like I'm like I'm not playing that game right now eat yeah that's the thing sometimes you need someone who's going to hold you accountable and tell you how it is like sucks to suck like i know it's healthy for you and i'm gonna make sure you take care of yourself yeah you need someone there that's hold there to hold you accountable if you really do think you're struggling with that relationship with food whether it's just a close friend maybe it's your mom maybe you do need to hire a coach to be there to keep you accountable someone needs to be there i think meal plans are a great starting point for someone especially who has an issue under eating i think flexible dieting when you're overeating flexible dieting is fucking awesome but um under eating a meal plan can be more beneficial at least starting out because it's really like you know exactly what you need to be eating every day if you're not eating like what you're supposed to every day we know you know and that's a problem yeah for sure and overall it's just about kind of changing your mindset from food being this fun you know super exciting thing to just food is fuel food is fuel that you need to you know have your body working in the working in the right way exactly for example it's like things we pay attention to oh am i getting in enough fiber for the day so my body's digesting properly am i getting in enough protein today so i know i'm building muscle or at least maintaining the muscle i have am i getting in enough fats today to make sure you know my hormones are good things like that that's how you should be viewing food making sure you're getting in the right amounts of food so then you can be healthy and your body can operate properly yeah and as you get more into it as you get more into tracking your food you're gonna notice like okay well yesterday i didn't hit my fiber intake and today i'm constipated like these things are always Mm -hmm. directly related oh well yesterday i didn't eat all my carbs today i'm feeling super super tired or yesterday i binge ate on 1200 carbs and today i feel like fucking shit like you'll notice how these specific foods make you feel and that's also going to make it easier because you're like okay i need this amount of food and i'm going to feel this way yeah one of my clients uh she actually did her check-ins this past week she met her win was i had a bowel movement every single day for the first time in years and it was the first time she hit her fiber every single day yeah and i was like and she was like it's amazing i was like yeah that's exactly how it works and so guys you just need to pay attention to what you're putting in your body and fuel it properly and then that's how you're going to heal your relationship with food see it as fuel and track what you are putting in so you make sure you are putting in the right things yep you're 
your relationship with food is so fucking important and it can literally overtake your entire life if your relationship with food is super bad. So it does need to be prioritized, does need to be healthy or else you're going to be fucking exhausted and then your relationship with exercise, fitness in general is going to go downhill too. Absolutely. All right. I think that's all we got. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Make sure on the podcast, leave a five-star review and as always, message us if you have any questions and we will answer your questions on our Friday Q&A. Peace.